Hi there, this is James Eek, and you are listening to the Warrior's Way podcast, season three, episode 120. Holy jumping. We are going to kick things off in a moment with a Tibetan Rinpoche's view of discipline, especially when it comes to meditation and training. But first, I'd love for you to check something out. If you haven't heard yet, we now have this thing called the Warrior's Way online training program. I'm pretty proud of it. And it is up and running. And if you're looking for ways to improve your training in your life, and if you want to be able to take all of the awesome stuff that we're talking about here and amplify them even more, I think you're going to love it. The Warrior's Way online training program, it's the result of about 40 years of my life training in martial arts, uh, different types of meditation, so Zen and other things. Uh, There's fitness, there's breath work, and a whole lot more. I've been thinking about this for probably over a decade now, about how I can reach more people and offer a broader and more in-depth approach to how I train, what works for me, and what training means to me. Um, And the result is what we've put together called the Warrior's Way Online Training Program. So with it, there's different membership tiers, but you can get virtual one-on-one time with me with a variety of disciplines. You can get awesome and unique online martial arts fusion classes. You can train along with me in those, and you can learn to meditate, and you want to get into better shape. Well, guess what? There's some killer workouts as well. The Warriors Way Online Training Program, I hope and I believe it has something for everyone. It is made of all the sorts of things I talk about here and the things that I do and the way I train. So you can get in the shape of your life, you can hone your martial arts skills, you can improve your mobility, learn how to meditate, start a breath work practice, it's all this kind of stuff and more. And you can do that, like I said, through the Warrior's Way online training program. Um, on the, our website at www.warriorsway.ca, uh, you can find this broken down, but there are different membership tiers with everything from the basic membership that runs you something like $16 a month. And with that, you get the fun and unique fusion martial arts classes, or you can choose from two other tiers where you get full access to the full meal deal, just in varying degrees. Um, with the you know top tier being where you work one-on-one with me, live via the interwebs. So, head over to warriorsway.ca. Check out our website for sure, because there's lots of cool stuff there. Ways that you can support the podcast, there's, you know, book lists, there are, you know, meditation supplies that I, you know, give the thumbs up to, uh, you know, the kind of supplements that I take and a bunch of other stuff. But you can also get into the Warrior's Way online training program through the website as well. So again, go to warriorsway.ca and check it out. And you can start training with me today from wherever you are around the world. 
But before you sign up, drop me a line so that we can talk about how to get you started and what works best for you. Because like I said, there's three different membership tiers and um, I'd, I'd really like you to uh, make sure you get the right thing that, you know, that you're looking for. And like I've said before, I like two-way conversations and too much of the stuff that is going around in the world today, it's all one-way conversations. Two-way conversations are always the best. Anyhow, so check it out, warriorsway.ca. Now, before we kick off, it's important that you're listening. If you haven't gotten your vaccine yet, stop putting it off. Go get that vaccine because we can get through this era of COVID, but it takes as many people as possible, if not all of us, to roll up our sleeve and get those shots in our arm and then we can get back to living our normal lives. Because if we don't, guess what happens? Yep, you know, new waves come and we all end up locked down unable to do the things that we want to do, and people lose their lives. So it's a little thing. I've had my shots. There's so many others that have had theirs. Go out and get yours today. And with that, let's get this thing rolling. Discipline is not motivated by fear or self-punishment. Discipline comes from the confidence and dignity of realizing we are not static beings with set characters. Our core is wisdom and compassion and discipline is the way through skill and carefulness that we align our actions with our fundamental dignity. We don't need to beat ourselves bloody with a stick. That's not discipline. We just have to ask ourselves, am I being careful? But simply knowing how to be disciplined will not save you from the fruit of impulsive action. Discipline means ensuring that our mind does not swing like a monkey from impulse to impulse. If the mind does not involuntarily swing, then the commitments of body and speech are easier to keep. We must do our best to abstain from substances and conditions that cause our mind to be erratic. When the mind is erratic, suffering blooms. For example, substances such as alcohol are traditionally considered unskillful because they make it easier for the mind to swing. Let me be clear, alcohol in and of itself is not bad, but a swinging mind is harmful. Sometimes alcohol is medicine. The same can be said about other substances. People suffering from multiple sclerosis sometimes take marijuana as medicine. And pain pills are used to ease the intense physical suffering of hospital patients. Extremely advanced practitioners might eat the hallucinogenic seed of a certain flower just once to see how malleable the mind is, to see that everything is like an illusion. Substances are just substances, but they produce harm when we ingest them with the intention of wading further into delusion. Discipline 
means abstaining from the conditions that thrust us deeper into delusion. We are also taught to guard our body, speech, and mind against the influence of unwholesome companions. We do not judge people who are unruly or negative, but we are advised to protect the mind from swinging, which naturally happens when we are continuously associated with such companions. On the flip side, the tradition offers us a beautiful metaphor about associating with virtuous people. It's said if you place a normal piece of wood in a sandalwood forest, in time that normal piece of wood will begin to take on the sweet smell of sandalwood. In the same way, even if we are a normal person, if we associate with noble companions, we will naturally begin to give rise to the qualities of virtue and wisdom. Nowadays, Buddhist discipline is often misinterpreted. People think Buddhism is against this and that, which is really not how we think about discipline at all. Buddhism advises us to keep the commitments that will contribute to our awakening. The Buddhist teachings say that eating too much food is harmful, but Buddhism never says anything negative about food itself. We acknowledge that a stuffed belly makes the mind dull, this is also the case with sleeping excessively or not resting enough. Discipline is about creating the conditions of a healthy, stable mind. If we are intent on awakening to supreme bliss, we must be aware of and abstain from the conditions and activities that disrupt the mind. It is very logical. In the beginning, meditation practice is heavily influenced by the people who surround us, the substances that we take, even the clothes we wear. If we want to generate, generate genuine samadhi, a state of total concentration and awareness, then we must persevere in intelligence working with these factors. As a rule, remember this. When your mind swings you are in for more suffering. When your mind does not swing, you automatically know it does not swing. This is stability. The scriptures that outline the conduct of monks say that monks should not handle gold. But if a monk is completely free from attachment and someone hands him a suitcase with a million dollars worth of gold inside, he can take it. In the Mahayana, we verify our conduct by the quality of our minds, not by scripture alone. Aversion, attachment, and ignorance must be abandoned. If there's consistent mindfulness, then there's discipline. As we begin to stabilize the commitments of our physical conduct on a deeper level, we also begin to stabilize the mindfulness that recollects the emptiness of the five aggregates, which make up the entirety of our experiences. Stability in this recognition ensures that we do not break our vows. Here are a few exercises. Be mindful of your actions and careful in all moments of your daily life and evaluate yourself. Am I hurting anyone or anything? 
In your formal meditation sessions, alternate between generating compassion for all beings and recalling that everything is an illusion. Remember that emptiness is the nature of your body, thoughts, feelings, and everything that appears. This empty nature was never created and will never decline or decrease. It's always pure and free. Recalling this and maintaining this is the beginning of true discipline. So, this is from the book In the Footsteps of Bodhisattvas, Buddhist Teachings on the Essence of Meditation by Fakchuk Rinpoche. I hope I pronounced that right. It's a really good book. <laughs> you, uh, you could do worse than pick it up. So, discipline, the word gets thrown around a lot these days. There are people out there that use the word discipline like they, maybe they do have it on their t-shirts. But I think they misinterpret it a lot. Or at least... Discipline can mean different things to different people. But what we need to do is figure out what it really means and then learn how to use that. Some people think that everyone needs to be like they were trained in the military. Up in the morning before most people would ever want to be awake. And work out and have a fierce look on their face and treat everything like they're going into battle. Others look at discipline as being a detached stoic, treating everything in a kind of hands-off way. Some think of discipline as best dealt with through almost obsessive control, monitoring every small detail, recording everything, so that everything fits nicely, monitored and recorded and perfect. Of course, none of this is necessarily wrong. Life, though, if you haven't figured this out yet, it doesn't always fit into our framework. It doesn't always follow our plans or listen to us when we tell it how it should be. Life is messy sometimes. Discipline for someone who trains the mind and who trains the body and who strives to put the two together in understanding and living within what is ultimate reality means that we stick to training in a way that understands that attachment to our own delusion and our own BS and attachment to beliefs, ignorance, and aversion is the opposite of what we need to do. Discipline is all about cutting through all delusion. It's about being the calm in the storm. It's about understanding what we are told by society, by selfish desires, by things we cling to lead us down a road that takes us away from what is true. So, what is true then? And what is discipline? Well, 
There are a ton of people who are going to lead you down a road of their own explanation of discipline that is actually all about ego. Things that are fueled by selfishness, by want. They will make you buy into this idea that we have to be hard with ourselves so that we can get stuff done. The truth, though, is that this, from a training perspective, and especially from a sort of Zen perspective or viewpoint, is just a delusional view of reality that so many of us are constantly told we need to buy into. It is as if the only way we can live a real life is by doing things, by getting after it, by accumulating. Look at the world around us, though, and ask yourself what kind of damage has been done by this societal view of needing, of wanting, of taking It's a me, 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 me perspective. And that is not discipline. It's delusion. And it has very real consequences, not just with ourselves, but with the world around us. And I'm telling you this because I figured this stuff out the hard way. (laughs) What we in the world need most is for us to be less delusional. All of us. We need to see what life actually is. You aren't going to get there by running yourself ragged, by getting no sleep, by trying to control everything and everyone, by making it all about me, me, me. That isn't freedom. That isn't peace and is nothing more than a tyrannical capitalist view that you are trying to enforce on yourself and the world around you. It's selfishness. That doesn't mean that you should do things or you shouldn't do things or have some level of control in your life. You definitely should. But discipline doesn't mean to become an obsessed person fostering ulcers because you're trying to live like some young kid learning to be a soldier in basic training. I myself don't love the term mindfulness, especially not these days. I used to like it, but not these days. It's become just as cliched as some have twisted what Zen means to fit a whole host of ideas that don't really mean what it actually means. However, mindfulness in its true sense is the most important aspect of what discipline needs to mean. In other words, we need to learn to think with a big, huge, gigantic, open mind that is also able to discriminate between what is real and what is fake, what is important and what is not, what is life and what is delusion, and what is selfishness and what is selflessness. I remember way back when I was in basic training myself, 
And a sergeant who is putting us through the whole game, because it is a game, that's what the training is. The sergeant told me that the reason they do room and uniform inspections, that you can never really pass, by the way, is that they're trying to get people who let their minds do whatever they want to do to instead retrain them to focus, to concentrate on small things like making a bed or polishing a boot and doing these things to a high degree and it will never be perfect and then trying to get an even higher standard and still it's not going to be perfect. And he said that when you can force the mind to concentrate and gain discipline, it changes everything about that person. And I remember back then thinking that this was like the kind of thing my first sensei taught us when we were kids, and then later what my first Zen master taught me when we would be doing working meditation or eating in meditative silence in the Zendo. Discipline. True discipline has to start with the mind. It has to start with the way we view ourselves and what reality actually may be. True discipline means cultivation of true stillness. And what that not only means, but what we begin to see when we knock on that door. Unfortunately, this Understanding is something that's lacking these days when it comes to training and people look at discipline as more of a physical thing, something that we have to push ourselves to do. It's true we need to be disciplined as in our stick to itness, but derived from a place of compassion and our understanding of impermanence and our desire to be free from delusion. In this way, discipline also means being understanding of our failings. Because we're going to fail a lot in this life. We are going to be selfish a lot in this life. Because guess what? We're all very flawed human beings. (laughs) At least most of us are, at least. It means being compassionate to ourselves and others. It means being in a state of constant questioning of what it is that we are being motivated by. And through training, to get the mind to focus. To get the mind to concentrate. And to try our best not to be controlled by a mind that is like a crazed, insane monkey jumping from tree to tree, throwing fruit and other stuff at everything around it. Think of discipline as stability, if that works better. When we're able to live a life without our mind being like that insane monkey, without the mind leaping around, fixating, dealing out whatever its impulses want, then we are able to begin to see the truth with a capital T. We are able to focus. 
We're able to live a life far more free from the suffering that a crazed monkey mind creates and dishes out. And when we do this, a whole new world opens up for us. The best thing is that you can start right now. Take a look what is going on between those two ears of yours. Ask yourself, is there a monkey mind in there jumping around? Is there? All right. And with you thinking about the monkey in your mind, let's go on to the question of the week. Discipline, man. That's a good one. Just remember, folks, discipline has to grow with compassion. And that is something that in this day and age where things are made into cliches that people forget. Compassion, that should be the very first thing that we learn as human beings, the very first thing that we focus on in our training. Because if we don't have that, we're walking down a very dark path and it's all selfishness. But you know what? You can come back from that. You just have to want to and you have to work at it every moment and every day to live in that light. Anyhow, question of the week comes to us from Annabelle. Thanks for sending in a question, Annabelle. And by the way, if you have a question of the week that you'd like to add in, send me an email. You can contact me through the website, warriorsway.ca. All right, question of the week. Sometimes I like to meditate and sometimes I have to admit I don't really like it. (laughs) it isn't that I don't like the meditation part. It's that I don't like the stuff that comes up when I try to meditate. Any idea how I can get rid of these things that I don't want to come out when I meditate and just Zen out instead. There's that cliche. (laughs) There's no Zenning out. (laughs) That's a great question though. Um, First off, this is a common question. I've heard this question so many times. The problem, though, is that everybody has been led to believe that our meditation is all about being blissed out all the time. It's just joy, 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 happy, happy, happy. Now, just think for a minute, okay? Put on your imagination hat. (laughs) Can you imagine if we all actually lived like that? So you're just, as you said, I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Imagine you're, you know, in this state of bliss constantly. Everybody walking around in complete and utter bliss all the time, living on some kind of cloud made of candy floss or whatever. It's simply not reality. When we meditate, we bring only what we carry with us. I'm going to say that again. When we meditate, we bring only what we carry with us. That's simple. If you carry it with you, it is going to be there with you in your meditation because it's there with you all the time already. 
Ooh, did a light just go on? <laughs> now, this isn't to say that you shouldn't meditate if things are just going to come up that you don't like. Actually, you should meditate exactly because all of that is coming up. And the rea reality is that those things that are coming up are probably there in your mind all the time already. And meditation is just shining a light on it. And it's a good thing. It could be the place that your training springs from. It's just like falling on your face, making a really stupid mistake and learning from it and changing from it. Instead of meditating, hoping for bliss, you need to throw that kind of want and the idea of just throw that idea completely out of the door. When you meditate, just sit with what Ever it is that comes. And here's the thing. Don't judge any of it. Don't cling to any of it. When anything at all comes up in your meditation, look at it, recognize it, and let it go. Like, I'm talking completely let it go. Wave it goodbye. It's like in jujitsu. When maybe, hopefully you've tried jujitsu out... And the first few times, or maybe it happens, you know, for a while when you're rolling and you're rolling with someone who's heavier or just better than you, you get a little bit of anxiety because like you kind of almost believe that something bad is going to happen to you. And you need to let that go. Just relax, defend, breathe, smile. Nothing's going to happen. Stop trying to force things. And here's the thing. Whether you realize it yet or not, most people live completely in the past. And they dwell on the future. In other words, you find yourself in a state of almost constant rewind and review while worried or maybe excited about what might come next. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> well, once you change your understanding about life, the universe and everything, yeah, I know, it's not so easy. <laughs> but you begin to understand that all you actually have here is right now. Here, right now. And you may want to or may not want to dwell in the past or in the future, but doing it is just complete or utter waste. You, you want to be here now because guess what? That's all there is. <laughs> you might be meditating and you might not like the things that come up or maybe you're you know, in a little fantasy world of things that you like. But in the reality, all that you are is sitting there meditating. Or right now, sitting here listening to my voice. That's all that you have. Right here, right now. Meditation and training is about seeing that space in the now. That's actually what all your martial arts is about. That's actually about what life is about. Understanding that everything is changing 
and that this changing doesn't actually matter. All that matters is right now. And I know, (laughs) believe me, I know that is hard to do. But when you start at least to see that this is the truth, then everything is going to slowly or maybe quickly start to change. And when we start to see that all there is is right now, we slowly become fearless in a good way. Meditation becomes our reality and something that we take into every facet of our lives. And by the way, this meditation that I'm talking about, I'm using it as a big term. It's the same type of mind that you should be using when you're rolling in jiu-jitsu, when you're doing your kata, when you're walking down the street, when you're taking the dog out, when you're going for a swim, when you're driving your car. Meditation becomes our reality and it is something that we take into our lives and when we start to do that really and truly, then actual training begins. And I know that this is a huge answer for your question, but it's a big answer to a big question. So be in the moment. Let go of all that other stuff. Don't judge any of it. Just breathe and let go. And then breathe and let go some more. So thanks for the question. I hope I answered it. I think I did. But that was a good question. And like I said, it's actually a big question. So just stick with your your training. Stick with your meditation. Stick with it. Stick with it. And thanks for sending the question. I love when I hear from all of you. And I I just want to say this as I draw things to a close. Um, This is episode 120. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. I would not have gotten to episode 120 if it wasn't for the fact that there are so many of you out there that listen to this. There are all of you that have sent me messages telling me um, how much you like the podcast and what it means to you and all the rest. So please don't be a stranger. I love hearing from each and every one of you. Um, It makes all of this worthwhile. 120 episodes is no small thing. And like I said, I am very grateful for all of you that listen, especially those that listen to every episode. Um, That's really something. And, you know, I have so much gratitude that you are there doing that, listening to what I have to say. Um, Because as you can imagine, this is just one man's show sitting here recording this and putting it out into the universe with really no other thought than to get this out. Because I think the world needs more light in the darkness. The world definitely doesn't need more darkness. And what this podcast is about, and I believe with all my heart, that if you're listening to this, it's what you believe, is that we need to be a light in the dark and to make this life that we have the best it can be. And understand that each and every one of us is changing this whole world by doing the things that we do. And uh, just keep at it. 
And thank you for listening and keep doing the awesome stuff that you do. And uh, don't be a stranger. So before I go, uh, once again, if you could, because you can imagine, I'm, <laughs> like I said, a one-man show trying to do all of this. And, uh, you know, it. I hope that uh, you will check out the Warriors Way online training program. Um, check out our website. I uh, have done a lot of stuff there. I've, you know, putting blog posts on there. I'm putting, you know, little bits about, uh, you know, books that I think that you could read and things like that. Oh, and by the way, the list that I put on there, whether it's, you know, the supplements I take or meditation cushions or whatever else I put on there, we get a little bit back. Um, so it helps support what I do here. So if you, you know, see something there, just click on it and pick it up. You know, it's not going to cost you a fortune. Uh, and it will help support what I'm trying to do. And that hopefully means that this keeps going on indefinitely. So like I said, you can support us through picking up something on our website. And on it's all on the, I think it's called Check It Out on the page on the website at warriorsway.ca. Uh, there's also links on there to our Patreon account for those of you that maybe want to support us via Patreon, and uh, that would be awesome of you. Or the other thing is, if you want to, uh, you know, join us on social media, you can find the Warriors Way podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And if you like the kind of stuff that I talk about, I've written a couple martial arts books. And you can pick those up for your Kobo and your Kindle or as a paperback. Just go on to Amazon and put in my name or put in, I think you probably put in my name in Warrior's Way. And it'll bring you to my first book, first martial arts book that I wrote a few years back called The Warrior's Way. And with that, I think I'm going to draw things to a close. So thanks a lot for listening for 120 episodes. I will see you soon. Talk to you soon. Until then, train hard, have fun. And like I say every time, most important thing, be a good friend and think about what that means. Be a good friend to everything and everyone around you. Thanks a lot.